Hey there, welcome to another episode of Close to the Vest. My name is Arthur Ettinger, and I am super excited for this week's episode. I have, I am really honored to have in the office Beth Epstein, a friend, a client, a childhood friend. Um, Beth, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. So, like, Beth, when I asked you to come do this, uh, and I asked you, I know, a long time ago, and thank you for uh, bearing with my, like, flakiness and schedule. Um, you exude positivity, and um, doing what I do, really, there's very often, uh, we're very jaded and looked, can be very pessimistic, and um, I just really admire and respect your positive positive outlook on life. I know you've been through, you know, challenges like the rest of us, but you always have remained. And when we, I was helping you, you've always remained positive. So uh, yeah. kudos to you. And thank just you. thank you so much for being here. Thank you. So there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. And I would love to, while we're sipping uh, our red wine, I would love for you to just jump in, you know, um, when you were going through, you've gone through, um, you've been divorced twice. Yes. And I would love for you to, sorry, um, mm -hmm. I would love for, before we get into that, and there's so much to talk about there, and uh, yeah. kindred <laughs> spirits on that, um, can you just go into your background as far as like, you know, you, uh, just, so the, just so the audience knows, you were in ad sales, and now yeah. you're a Pilates instructor. So can you just jump in and yes. share your background? Yes. So um, so thank you for having me. I got into ad sales completely by accident. I mean, full disclosure, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Was definitely like interested in like pop culture, a little bit of fashion. Got a job and wound up in ad sales for 30-plus years. Um, in management and, and ad sales, um, mostly in radio broadcast and digital sales. Um, recently, well, back, backtrack a little bit. In t 2012, I was somewhat um, forced into a management position that I didn't really want. Um, and Why not? Um, I'm not very, it's just not my thing. Right. Um, um, I liked the freedom of sales. I, I thought, you know, I, I love teaching and it's funny because I love helping people, but that management in a, in a, in a incredibly, um, stressful, it was way too structured. You know, it meant being in the office all the time. It took away a lot of things. My, my I, I, it just wasn't my thing, but, sure. but I thought I'd try it. They thought it was my thing. So I thought maybe, Hey, it's my thing. I was working at, at can I say we're like, okay. 100%. I was, I was working at CBS radio at the time doing very well. And so I became local sales manager, which is kind of, it is the hardest job at the radio station. So then there's a manager above you and then another one. And you kind of, you know, do all the stuff no one wants to do, right. but, 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 you know, also, this kind of loops into at that time that this position was offered to me, it came with a pretty hefty base salary um, that was guaranteed. And I was married to somebody who 
wasn't working at the time. So um, you can say it, right? So it'll. So I know I'm just trying to stay on my, you know, stay on track. My ADD will just take off into all tangents. But like, I'll never finish a single story. But maybe that's fine. that's okay. Um, so second podcast. Exactly. So I wind up, and so I wind up getting let go from that that position in a big reorg. You know, many many people across sure. the country got reorged out, and at that moment, I, I was I was true like workout fanatic, but very much loved Pilates and the system of Pilates, classical Pilates, and to become a classical Pilates instructor requires six hundred hours of training. It's it's really really difficult. So. But I wanted to do that. And um, now I didn't wind up doing that till I got separated, um, which happened, you know, kind of after also the, I got let go. So while I was still in that position, I went through a divorce um, and then through various, went to another company and another company, but through various changes. Um, and, and at a time, the decision had been made by me that I wanted to teach Pilates full time. Um, but I didn't have the guts to do it or the financial security, Sure, you know, where it was like, oh, this is a second income. I can take a step back. You can make pretty good money teaching classical Pilates in New York City in various different ways um, and doing some teacher training and stuff like that over time. It, But it takes time, like anything else. So um, I was blessed that I was cheating on my job and doing all this teaching on the side anyway, because as soon as I was unemployed, I was able to go teach. But what really leaped me into getting the courage to go do the um, certification and put all of that, you know, it costs a lot of money and time both to do it, um, was... I was working at another radio station, WPLJ, which the writing was on the wall. The, sure. It was doing, you know, crappy. Also, they paid me a ton of money to come work there year right. one, year two. They were like, sorry, you're making this now. And I was like, sorry, see you later. I'm going to go get my certification. And so I kind you. of, while, and I don't, you know, at this point, I don't care. I'm never going back to that industry anyway. So while I was working there, I'm like, you're going to pay me that? Cool. So how do you, like, for somebody, most people don't have the, the ability to go leap and do, like, their true passion. It's just, yeah. Maybe the passion just, they need to pay bills. Yeah. How were you, for all that time, able to wake up in the morning, put your pants on, and go to a job that maybe you didn't have that much passion yeah. for? Um, how were you able to, um, like, sift through that and power through it? Um, like what yeah. what were you able to do like no that's a great question um so while i was still working and and really really despised it to your point it, i didn't it, i really didn't realize until now how taxing it was but for 3 years um i i will say for the past 3 years was when i really hated it when I was going through the certification, it was okay because I just went to the job. I showed up. I was like, I'm going to go on calls now, and I would just go to the studio all day. I didn't care. Right. But when I was in the the past three years, when I was working in New Jersey um, for a, a place I didn't really like, and it and, and, and it, didn't, it clearly didn't really like me back, um, 
I it just didn't. Um, and and my and my boss has changed, and that's just sure. all details. But how every day I I little by little I started working less, to be honest, and I. I realized, oh my God, how lucky am I that I have this passion? At first, I looked at it as, you know what? I, I, it's better off I don't make money off my passion because I'm going to start to not like my passion. And I'm teaching oh, a lot of people who have a lot. Who, so I'm help. I'm going in to teach, and I'm doing something that I love on the side. Let, and then I'm doing it more and more and more because I'm liking my job less and less and less, right? So now I'm like finding myself, okay, well, oh, the passion part. I was That's what I was saying. So people were like, you shouldn't, if you're counting on your passion for your income, right. perhaps it won't always remain your passion. That's kind of, but fitness, it, I've learned that, yes, Pilates is my passion. I love doing it. I love the system of it. I love sharing it with people. It it makes me angry when people don't give it the time it needs to really like, you know, you can't come in once and be like, okay, I got it. You know, it right. just, it, but I also am a fond, I really embrace any sort of movement. Listen, if all you could do is take a 10 minute walk every day, that's all you do, but do it. You know, I'm really, so I realize like, while I don't like managing, I do love inspiring people and I've learned so much about myself through just like you do in a healthy relationship, like uh, through being able to walk away from my job. So for three years to finally answer your question, I just was lucky that I had, I was always like, my job doesn't define me. It's just a means to an end. It's temporary. It's temporary. It's, te uh, you know, I'll do it until I'll do it. Sure. And then I would look at the bright side of it. Like, well, Really, I only have to show my face there once a week, which then became n never a week, which, you know, then, you know, and I just was working from working from home, mm -hmm. which meant I was riding when I wanted and I was in the Pilates studio. And then I found, truthfully, I deserved to be fired and I, they should have fired me a long time ago. I, well, that's, I, that's <laughs> bold of you. Because I wasn't really I was I I at that point was I kept the job around it was like it's like when you're in a bad relationship and you don't want to break up with it and you're like yeah. it'll break up with me eventually sure. inertia yeah. i need the i need the benefits and the tiny paycheck i mean if i showed you my w-2 i probably could have made more money teaching pilates full-time right. in all you can make and like i said you, you if you hustle and work it and be consistent and show up you can make listen i don't need you know me i'm i'm fairly i, I need sneakers and vacations. Well, I don't we'll need any more we'll purses. We'll talk about sneakers in a second. Yeah. So, you know, I'm pretty simple. I don't, I'm not like, you know, I, I like nice things, but I'm, so I was always like, okay, if I can, so that's how I, that's but awesome. I, but I hated it, but I was always like, okay, until I'll just figure this out until I. So you just mentioned, and, and this is interesting and I'd like to explore it. You mentioned during this process, you learned about a lot about yourself. Yes. Can you share yeah. what you learned? Well, first of all, like, I just didn't realize how much, you know, the, the, I was so behind. Like, I was always, like, missing a meeting. I was like, I, you know, I would get booked to teach and I didn't want to say no. And, and I was like, wow, like, I, like, the, the dishonesty and all of that just, I was, weighing on me so much like I'm, I'm I feel like a million pounds lighter I and I learned through 
really what I really like, I had space to really see, you know, it was just me and what I really love doing. So while I say I didn't like managing, I don't really love helping people and teaching people, I find with teaching, I love inspiring people, which is not really that different than, I guess, managing people. But maybe it was really, it comes from the place of not really believing in what I'm doing and and really the, the authenticity and becoming, you know, trusting myself and just really seeing that things work out, you know, sure. not always on your own time or in your own way. I mean, I got propelled into, I mean, it was a gift that they let me go because number one, I got to go to Italy with my mother um, without having to check my email or work part of the time. And it was great. Um it's weird because part of me, I feel like I grew a lot. I just have more clarity. Even and, and again, over that time, it was also the pandemic. So it's always so hard to say, like, what was it? Like, like right now, people, like a, a lot of people that I know well or through other people lately have been being like, wow, Beth looks like happier than I've ever seen her. Or I love she, it. it and, and I say, well, why? Well, okay, like, you know, I'm dating someone nice. Is it that? Probably not only that. I left corporate America. I am doing something I love, you know, but I also, over the last two and a half years, through all that change, you know, and and unfortunately a lot of loss and things that I'm going to try my best to control what I can control and spend my time and energy in a place that's going to be positive for me. And I've really seen, like, no joke. I mean, I you can say, you can roll your eyes at it. I don't believe in like, like I'm not talking like really hokey, hokey nonsense, right. Like, but I am, I've become a real firm believer in manif- manifestation because I've seen it happen. I've done it. Like Christina I legitimately, <laughs> legitimately, like I, what? No, I just think yeah. manifestation it's, is like Christina's with, yeah, without middle me, name. Like without like, and I, and I legitimately, so I remember, and you probably remember this and it all comes together. Like five years ago, literally to the, almost to the day that I left my second husband, David, it was the end of September, 2016, beginning of October was literally exactly when I lost my job. To the, it might have even been to the day if right. I, like, and I remember that husband wiped my phone. Do you remember we had the whole Wait, phone now thing? You say that. I remember I wasn't yet living downtown, but when I was at the end of my marriage, all I kept thinking was, I'm gonna live downtown and I'm, I wanna be a fitness instructor. Never did I think this was gonna happen, but this is what I used to daydream about. Like, I'm like, after I, smothered him at the pillow. I was like, I'm going to go move downtown, have a martini at the bar, and meet the man of my dreams and teach Pilates. And I remember, I was living midtown at the time, I remember standing on the corner with a phone that didn't work, and I was on like Murray and Greenwich Street in Tribeca, I'd come out of Soul Cycle and whatever. My phone doesn't work. Ironically, I'm going to call, of all people, my stepmother, and... I don't know what to do. I go to my friend, Rachel and David live in Battery Park City. I go to their door and they're like, well, why don't you just go to the Verizon store and get a new phone? And I'm like, great idea. So I go back to the Verizon <laughs> store on Greenwich and right where it is. And I remember standing on the corner, just in it being like, it's gonna be okay. You got this. And I swear to God, without even knowing it, five years later, 
to the week, I was on the same corner coming out of a soul cycle class. I was with my friends and I was kind of feeling a little overwhelmed. I have some fa fairly well-off fancy friends and sometimes their conversations stress me out incredibly, but I'm just, I'm like, whatever. So I'm standing on like the same corner and I feel myself stressing because I just lost my job. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know how I, you know, can do this, you know, how I'm gonna make this work. And I look up and I'm on the same, literally the same corner and I'm like, okay, like you got this. Like, look where you've come over the past five wow. years, and 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 this is going to be fine. I love it. And so far, it's fine. So now, do you find that you're more present in your current relationship because that weight is off your shoulders? Yeah, I'm more present in everything, oh. and 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 it's funny because I try, but I do this often just because we're I'm human like anyone else. So I go back to God. I wish I was like this four years ago, you know, but like I didn't, like all the things that don't mean that much to me anymore sure. and all the things that I realized that have brought me joy and, and that and thing that I were so silly, you know, and I wasn't maybe like the best daughter or the best person or maybe I wasn't even the best wife, but I'm not saying by any means that yeah, my marriage should have lasted. Just what, ab what about note. the idea that you needed to experience all of that, you, you know, let's say, not failure, but um, you need to have those life experiences in order for you to feel that way. Like yeah. I, the way I look at it, like I, there's no way I would have found Christina back then because, you know, I, was, I wasn't the, you know, the Arthur Ettinger that I am today. Exactly. And you needed to go through those obstacles and hurdles in order to make you have your outlook today and yeah. manifest whatever you're manifesting. That it is oh my true. God, who and, is talking now? No, but it is true because it, it is true because you, you do the best you can with what you have at the time, you know, and 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 I and that's one thing I, I think. So so remaining positive and 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 being responsible for the energy that you bring to sure. places because I know and that's something I'm really aware of and I, I just, I've become very selective with who, I, I'm clear on what I want and what, but maybe not entirely. I think I'm still learning, but I okay. think being able to not constantly be like, which job am I doing from nine to one? And then what am I doing from one to four? And not ever really being present, even in my teaching, I see such a difference in my teaching from October to now as prior, not that it was bad before, but I was probably like, okay, as soon as I finish this session, I need to run, find a quiet space to get on a Zoom call, get the Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. You know, all that was going on, even unbeknownst to me, it was so stressful. Sure. And now I'm so fully in what I'm doing. Awesome. So, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's, but I think it's brought my, my, you know, with some things, my needs here, like certain things, and then with other things, my needs here, because I'm like, okay, the, you know, it, it does matter. It matters what you're around and what you surround yourself with sure. and who. So, so we touched upon you've married and divorced twice. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people have stigmas around that, and I think it's... Um, 
I think that's ridiculous. I okay. was told, and I was going to say just that, I was told when I started dating that I should not share that information. And on the first date, inevitably, I'm always like, I've been married twice. It's so funny. I just That's don't like know how to joke. not be honest. Yeah, I think. Like, why? And why Why is that? The why stigma. Because it's like, oh, you failed well, twice. Well, I think there are certain people that judge no matter what. They're always right. going to find something to judge. Yes. Okay? And I guess it's also in the way that you wear it. You know, if you don't even give a shit, then who cares what somebody else says, you know? So um, my question to you is, did, like, was there similarities in why it didn't work the first time and the second time? I am, yes, like not really um, obvious to me initially, um, but I think, there, I think the similarity in, in in a big theme in in relationships for me and those two marriages have been for some reason the I've become the 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 main caretaker and like the doer and yes that's my personality and even in I see it in in many of my relationships it's always Beth you pick you know right. Beth you know you pick the restaurant you make the plan you and and you know what like I'm over it Right. Like I, I want someone else to do it. Like even though I'm always like, but then inevitably I'm always like, I'll do it because right. I really do it well. But but yeah. So going back to that, I um, I think the theme of not that they weren't taking care of me in a way as well because they both did in kind of the same way also. But yeah, there there were. I didn't see it at the time. I would have never have seen it. But now it's like glaring to me. So, and I don't want to get too deep in the relationships, um, but I, you know, I would, I'd want to talk about um, the issue. You, you know, you were very successful uh, at the time when I was. We were going through that phase um, in your second breakup, and you were more successful than your husband at the time. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the resolution was that you had to pay him. And, um, you know, there's been, there's, this is a growing trend that people are talking about it in the media. Um, can you just share um, what your feelings were? And maybe mm. there's someone listening who is struggling with this. Yeah. Um, you know, as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, and they're like, wait a second. Yeah. Now I have to pay support. Yeah. Um, and so um, just share your thoughts, whatever. My thoughts about my situation or about it in general or well, like mine? You had mine. feelings at the yeah. time. Um, well, first and foremost, at the time, I think I was at first like I'll do anything to get out of this. It just kind of, it's funny. It's funny how things can escalate. I'm sure, sure you've seen it and just so fast. Um, but I didn't, with my situation, I was bitter about it because, because I didn't love what I was doing. It's not like, and you know, I made and spent a lot of money. I spent a lot of money I shouldn't have spent to um, fill a void that, you know, because I thought that would make me happy. I figured, you know, if I did this, this, and this, and I was trying to, like, 
keep up with what everyone else was doing. So if I got the house and the Hamptons for us right. and, you know, so I did all that stuff, never thinking it I would bite me in that. the ass, right. but I did, you know, vacations. I mean, I spent every, I spent so much money and, and he knew that. So him knowing that I was doing all that also, and I, I don't care because it's a fact. He, my, my, my own mother, like who was so generous, who literally gave him not I'm loaning you but like gave him money to pay I won't say what but something that he should have been paying himself and offered him a job that he could have earned money to pay said obligations himself he didn't like it so he was yes at one point he was ill and unable at that time maybe to perform but he could have worked. Mm-hmm. And and that, so from, from my, my situation, it wasn't, I don't think it was a situation like, okay, like we both worked and we entered this marriage and, you know, it's something we've discussed. And I was like, well, I don't care that I make more money. We're good. This was like, I hate my job. You need to do something. And it was every excuse under the sun. So I felt that if he were a nice human and not a resentful, bitter person, he should have just been like, thank you very much for everything you've done. Bye. Okay. But he didn't. That's Well, whatever happened, happened. <laughs> right. But conversely, you said it when you first started your answer. You're like, I wanted to get it done. Yes. And I think that is really powerful because you took control of the situation instead of falling victim and saying, oh, my God, woe is me. I have to do this. And you made a conscious decision. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to stop the bleeding. You know, this can end very easily if I just pull out my checkbook. Mm-hmm. And I think that is an invaluable lesson yeah. for people who are about to go through this or are going through it and they're stuck and they're focusing on the wrong shit. Exactly. Cause, and I've seen it. And, I, and, I, and I, I know people in situations, you know, um, that, yes, I don't think you realize kind of like the job that you hate. I don't think you realize... First of all, it's you're not always giving in when you make something ends. You just, you know, it's it's I think I think sometimes unfortunately people think that they're saying that they were wrong or right. They don't want to give the money and and then they they lost and I think that you know, sometimes it's better to just be able to move on with your life because unfortunately if you don't move on with your life, it's inevitably probably going to affect any relationship that you try to have. Because I know people in situations that will sit there and say, oh, it doesn't affect me, I don't let it bother me. Or, oh, it's good. Or, you know, I'm trying to make it work. And and things are just have gotten, and, and I don't think people realize until they're not in it anymore how much stress they're really under for sure. it. And if you have the money, and you don't always, but then there's always ways to just figure it out, um, just do it. And just pay it and just, you know, make some kind of, you know, fight for your rights always. Sure. I will always say people should always fight for what they believe is true. But there, unfortunately, it gets to a point where you're not going to get any, you're not going to get anywhere. It's just going to, you're just going to spend more money anyway. So true. So just move on, you know, foreclosure for yourself. Sure. I think too many people just hold on because they, they, again, but like it's, Look at it that you're doing it for yourself and an investment for your life. And the quicker you 
wrap it up, the quicker you can move yeah, on. Yeah, and especially when there's kids and everything else involved. I didn't have any of that. Right. So so do you think you, would you get married again? Um, it's an interesting question. I used to say never, ever, ever would I. Um, and then I saw, you know, what happened with my father and my, and, you know, my stepmom. And, you know, then I asked myself if I want to be 70 and be like, this is my, my girl, you right. know, this is my girlfriend. Um, you know, and, and then, and God forbid someone gets sick. I, you know, I, I would, I, I, it's not important to me if, if, if my partner wanted to get married again, I would consider it. Um, I don't see why there's a reason I, I do, I would like to be in some, I would like to be in a partnership with someone and sure. maybe that does require, probably will definitely require, and not probably will require some legal discussions and documents and planning and stuff like that. But I, do I need to like have a marriage ceremony? I don't know. I don't, th I don't, I say no, but I don't know. I think if I were in the right relationship, I would do it. Are you like, you're no. nuts? I, listen, you no, know, <laughs> not at all. Listen, I, I get it. And, you know, we talked about stigma. It's the, yeah. the same people who put a stigma on being, you know, divorced twice. Are they also the same people? Yeah. Like, how come you're not married? Right. Well, you that's know? that comes up a lot. How come you're not married? You know, um, I, I don't necessarily... I don't have a problem with being being in a committed relationship with someone. I don't need the word wife or husband to define a relationship. I, but like I said, I right. would I would it would be a committed a partnership. Uh, this which is to me sure is the same thing really. And that at that point at the level that I would I would want that to be right. you know I think if you're living with somebody. But you know again yeah, when you don't have kids. But if you're commingling money and you're living under a roof yeah, together you want to you know you, you you've got to protect yourself i've yeah. learned that lesson. i get that so you you mentioned before like what was important to you back then is definitely not important to you now mm -hmm. and so and i don't know if i ever shared this story with you but so i remember your dad and my dad hanging out at my house mm -hmm. and he was saying I think you had just gotten engaged mm -hmm. and he was going shopping with you to get a Vera Wang wedding dress. <laughs> and I remember he was like, I guess he was just talking from, you know, to one of his guy friends yeah. saying he's got to go buy this Vera Wang dress. Mm -hmm. And so, and I see how people focus on certain things and not that, listen, make no mistake, you know, I get it, a first mm -hmm. wedding, that's important for some people. You mm -hmm. know? And so what would you say the Beth uh, Epstein Sisherman yeah. <laughs> uh, at right now say to that Beth? And maybe you wouldn't say anything different. It's mm. just... Um, I mean, it was a beautiful wedding. Right. And, 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 I, and my first husband and I are incredibly close he, we're, I love we're, that. We, yeah, we're really good friends. Uh, he's probably what him and his new wife, his third, um, probably awesome. uh, probably the only people I will see socially besides family when I go to Florida next week. I, like I call him X one. We're very very tight. I honestly forget that we were ever married. It was you know, I I, I regret in a way I regret the the money my parents spent right. on it. Um, it actually precipitated my mother's second divorce. Is that right? Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes. 
Um, but I mean, I would have done it barefoot on the beach in the sands, sure. really, you know, and taken the money and taken a fantastic, I mean, we did take a, we did go to Tahiti, so we did also take a fantastic trip. <laughs> but, um, Christina you know. says that is that <laughs> is the sure sure sign to get divorced if you go to on your honeymoon to Bora Bora. Oh, that is, you know what? You're so right. <laughs> so yeah. that's it. That's fine. Yes. Huh. Interesting. The second one was so different. It was like off the rack, you know, dress from J. Crew Bridal Central Park, like you know, no, right. but but made no difference, you know, not. So, um. I don't know. I, th I, I, I think certain things are important and, you know, I, I, it's not even so much that it, things in a relationship are important, just in general in life. But I think we learn a lot about ourselves, especially once you're in a healthy relationship sure. and you're still not quite maybe like you're like, yeah. what's happening? You know, um, I love that you're close with your ex. That's amazing. Um, and so I know, like, growing up, your parents, like, you know, it was a lot different then. People, like, were not getting divorced as much as they do now, yeah. you know. And your parents were very close, and they were best friends, and they still, you know, they would both come to my house, I remember. Mm -hmm. And that is not what I normally see. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really, did that shape you who you are and why you're still like friendly with your, you know, your ex? Um, maybe. Um, it's interesting because I remember I was like nine when my parents got divorced and I kind of remember like my mom, <laughs> she's still the same way. Like my mom, like she doesn't think she's giving you the secret, but she'll tell you something. And I just remember reading her something that I wrote and it was about friendship and and how I guess I think it was about how you can outgrow friendships, right? Like you're in fifth grade, right. like you're t you know it's happening around that time, right? And she was like, "Remember that?" Like she said something that I don't. I swear, like when my like a, a week maybe later when my parents told us they were getting divorced, like I wasn't surprised. I actually asked if I could sleep at my friend Jody's house because Jody's parents were divorced. So I felt like. I don't know, maybe that brought me some comfort so or I was just like, I'm going to sleep out tonight. Thanks for that. I, don't, I, I remember not being, I, I, or maybe pretending I wasn't that like phased by it. I liked the fact that my parents were very close. I, I liked the fact that at least in front of my sister and I, and I'm sure always, you know, my, my dad, my dad, you know, respected my mom and whatever she dealt with as having my sister and I, not that, you know, with two girls that really lived with sure. her as, as hands-on as my father was. And he lived so close and he paid for half of everything and, you know, came with cash in the envelope right. and like left her, you know, ha Beth got a haircut. It was $26. He left 13, you know, in the mailbox, you know, that's how it was. And, and we were with him, Whenever we Where wanted were you guys to be, getting haircuts? I don't know. <laughs> Wayne at a cut above. That's really funny. And um, and then we we had our time that we were with him. You know that was carved out. And then, but I don't remember him never being there for anything. Um, but you know, we were the kids that on sleepaway at sleepaway camp that that they drove up in the car together with their then boyfriends and girlfriends and my grandma Sylvia. 
big Cadillac. That's awesome. You know, and they would come, and every other kid, because unfortunately divorce did start to get a little more common, but all of those kids had a second visiting day. You know, and I never had that. And yeah. My mother came to my dad's wedding, and my father, and I, I have to give, well, I don't have to. I'll give some credit to his then, his wife. Sure. Um, who did fakefully so, but include everybody when she made holidays. Unbeknownst to us, she was speaking under her breath at the same time. But outwardly, she was very, you know, inviting and always invited my mother. And, and there were times when my mother was single. And I have to say, as much as one might love being single, holidays get a little dicey as much as we could say we don't right. care. You know, and friends are nice, and they invite you over. It's not the same when you don't have your own family unit. You know what I mean? So they were always really good like that, and it always made it really nice for my sister and I. And they had their things. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't. Right. And know. even, so even though it was relatively amicable, did you, did you feel like somehow, like there was a bond conflict, like, if I did one, then I was hurting the other. Because it's interesting, oh, yeah. you know, as a matrimonial lawyer, we we get in bed literally with our clients for, get very intimate for a year and a half, know a lot of details about these people's personal lives for a long time, and then you move on to the next case. You don't yeah. know what happens. Uh -huh. And so it's really interesting to hear, like, what happens to those subject children that have been in the middle of, fray for a long time yeah even if it's amicable or not like what happens like and so <laughs> it, honestly i'm st probably i probably still don't know what's like i like it's a great question because you know like to your point it wasn't very common then we probably went to some family council i mean i know we did right. um i'm sure that i am my, I, you know a lot of my guy friends tell me sometimes that date the, when they date women who come from divorce it's different and i'm always like tell me more In you know I'm, like, I'm curious um i don't even remember exactly like i you know i think um th listen there's abandonment issues that come right. like i like i'm aware i that i definitely have um and i don't even feel like my dad ever really abandoned me right, right? um I think that you realize, like, it's just a huge awareness that, and I'm always amazed, and I, I don't know that it probably doesn't phase you anymore, how people could go from sleeping next to one another and having children together and, like, adoring one another to wanting to kill each other. Like, not that, <laughs> right? you know, they say there's a fine line between love and hate, but, like, wow, or even in a relationship, you could be, like, completely intimate with somebody and then the next hour you're having this massive argument you're like what what just happened you sure. know and i think that happens so much so you know um i i i don't i don't even know how to articulate exactly how i benefit i definitely have trust issues i i, I mean i'm not like i but i don't know that that comes from my divorce right. or my experience it's like anything else it's like so hard to pinpoint you know like where or is it a combination of it all and that's what i really think i don't think it's really like yes i think certain experiences change us forever but then i really but does it or is it like how that one impacted you because that one happened you know ironically 
last winter, a friend of mine in uh, just the year anniversary just passed two days ago. He dropped dead in his in uh, in his garage. has a has a ten year old son and a wife. I worked very closely with him for many, many years, and he was a light. I mean, this guy, nobody had a bad word to say. His name is Will. Like, I mean, literally, like, and just dropped dead. And, and, and I was struggling, and I swear a week before that, I had had, I was, I was going, I was living in Florida at the time for three months. I was going to stay there. I, you know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Sure. I, I hated my job. Did I? And... I made that decision that day. I was like, I'm going to figure out how to teach full time. And a year later, like, I'm here. I, I got here because I got fired. But but then did I? Or did I really kind of, like, make it happen with my actions? And, and it's like that I always kind of find so interesting about life. And I guess one of the ways I try to stay positive because I've seen it. Like, it could take a year and it could come in, in a way that doesn't, look exactly like you thought it would but it it can happen and it does happen and you know I it, my parents like I feel I feel more for them I think I've learned more through my own experiences like I remember like you know they were in their 30s right. getting divorced with two kids and a lot of stuff that I don't want to get into was going on for both of them and I, I think I'm more empathetic to it than than if I was ever angry at it or I got sure. you know these abandonment issues from it or my dad you know had to make do this and couldn't do that and like I was angry for a while whatever emotion I think now I'm like wow they my dad was I think 32 you know dating a girl who may or may not have been picked up at her parents' house once and but but not that she was underage. Right. She was young, maybe she was twenty you know, and like you're like, but that was that's normal. That's what he was just living right. his life, like doing and my mom, you know, unfortunately some that moms do get sometimes I mean dads too, but the well, the one that has the kids at home that isn't out maybe having a good time then gets angry and then they're angry and then the kids get angry. So I think yeah, you're inevitably affected. Yeah, and listen, I think your life experiences end up making you uh, understanding, you know, because at the time your your outlook is a lot different than where you sit today. Yeah, um, yeah. And to your point from before, like things happen for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that. And maybe you did get fired, but maybe that's because you knew you weren't putting all of yourself into it because you had a passion to do something else. Yeah, I was, I mean, I, yes. And, and I was, and how much my life has changed in just the last three and a half months. And like, sometimes I take a step back and I'm like, wow, like how am I, I mean, so much, but, but I'm able to be such a better person all around because of it. Um, you know, because I'm fully in what I'm doing. And listen, even when you love what you do, you still have days sure. that you get up and you're like, uh, am I, all right, I got to put this away right now and be fully on because these people are coming in. They're paying a lot of money. It's their workout. You want to be energetic and upbeat and happy and positive. Sometimes you don't have a choice, you know, and then just doing that takes you out of thinking about whatever you were I not, love it. you know. Yeah. Because you have to, yes. so I'm I'm kind of grateful that I'm doing that. Because I was showing up before as 
I didn't know who I was I was becoming like I really was I found myself yelling at people at Starbucks and like I'm not that person I'd hang I'd yell at someone on the phone I'd call them back and apologize like that's not. Were you yelling at a Starbucks? Any, I was yelling. I was angry. I was, I was so. I did. I was so super stressed, and for so, so many reasons that didn't have to be. You know, I'm pissed it didn't happen sooner. But like everything else, it comes when you're ready. So, and now I'm just in this really good place, and I'm I'm very clear on what I want, and I'm asking for everything that I want, and I'm not Amazing. accepting anything less, and that's it. Or else I'm just going to move to Costa Rica. No settling. I love it. <laughs> I'm not. So a lot of people, uh, including myself during the pandemic, have kind of gotten, let's say, lackadaisical mm-hmm. on their uh, exercise regimen. Mm-hmm. What do you say to those people, including myself, on how to get back on track? I say just start. Like, that's the number one thing. And I have this conversation because you're in a boat with a lot of people. And I have this conversation a lot. And I think what people get caught up in is, um, I don't, I, I will, it, it, like, I'll first, uh, like, just start somewhere. And if that means walking for 10 minutes, walk for 10 minutes. And I think when you start a little bit, you feel, you'll feel better and inevitably you'll want to do more. And I think what gets people caught up and I fear the same thing. And if I asked you what's keeping you from doing it, what would you say? What's keeping you from walking a little bit or doing something that you like physically? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay. Most people would say either they just aren't motivated. Oh yeah. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I can't can't walk fucking 10 minutes. It's just all an excuse. I get that. And, but, and they're all excuses, but 10 minutes will turn to 15, will turn to 20. And even if that means just a walk. And what I think, what I've learned, truthfully, I would have never said this to you probably before the pandemic. I was always under the impression I'm so type A, right? And I love to sweat and do like these crazy workouts and that's fine. We're very lucky that we live in New York City because walking is easy for us and you can walk you can even if you track it i'm i literally just put i'm wearing this watch for one week i said i'd never get one but now that i'm teaching it's i kind of need it and i noticed it went off by accident the other day and i walked for 26 minutes and i wasn't even like I, but i walk fast and i burned let's it's, let's say it was 125 calories and i only know that because it tracked it sure for me it's not even about the calories but it was my heart rate got up that's why it picked up i was working out and you'll feel better. So, and I don't, it doesn't even have to be a walk. Like I, 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 if you're a fan, like I love jumping rope. I mean, that's, a, that's kind of a little aggressive to tell someone to start with jumping rope, but it's very youthful. It's fun. It doesn't sure. feel like exercise, but just start somewhere because you can you, you have to, you just really, you're it's right. like, it's, it's so important and it doesn't have to be. So we live here in New York where most people look who have left the city because of the pandemic, who have put on all this weight. They're like, now I have to like put on workout clothes, get in my car and drive to a high school just to walk. So it's like that one thing was taken from us during the pandemic. Nobody wanted to leave the house. Now, like, just go out and walk. Sure. It's light out. It's getting just. My issue, I joke all the time, is every time I want to go exercise, I just lie on the couch until the feeling goes away. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. You're gonna laugh, but like for I, my cousin's wife, and I don't know what she likes and what she doesn't like. 
She does it. She wears that. She does the VR stuff. Sure. She lost, I want to say 45, 50 pounds. Really? Not even leaving her living room. Do that. So I just have to put that thing around my on head your face. And I lose 50 pounds. Yeah, and do the. Yeah. I, I'm not, yeah. I don't know exactly what she. That, but she, she posts videos of her doing it all the time. She's just like moving around her living room. I love it. She says you could do it in your pajamas. Wow. You might even be able to do some of it sitting on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in a horrible club with some awesome members. And mm -hmm. that is the loss of our dad. Yes. And so, you know, our dads were uh, pretty close. Yeah. And so... Um, I just want you, if you can, you know, relationships, this is a podcast about relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, a relationship can, it's not just, let's say, a death of a relationship can mean a lot of different things, whether it's a divorce, but it can actually mean an actual loss of a person. Mm -hmm. And so can you just talk about that and like how that has impacted you, mm -hmm. you know, now? Because I know you were super tight with your Yeah, dad. thank you. Um, first, I will say, until you, unless you've gone through it, you have. It's just like you're just nothing prepares you for the loss of a parent. Um, I always imagined it to be sad, and you know, but um, and I will say, um, I was very close with my dad. I was very lucky to have spent a lot of time with him in the final years of his life and be with him when he passed, um, with my sister. Um, but it's a huge hole that you, like, there's not a day that I don't think about him, that I don't miss him. It's different. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the best way that I, um, that it, his best friend explained it to me, um, last year. And, and it's true. It's like, it's like when you have a space in your mouth, there's like a hole, let's say you have a space between two teeth and you know, you feel it at first, it's like, oh my God, all you do is feel it. Like you put your tongue there all the time yeah. and you're like, that, and, and you want, you kind of want to feel it. Like, you know, you're like, I'm why you, you, and then little, you, it's always there. Like, you know, it's there, but it like bothers you a little bit less. And you know, maybe you're able to focus on the other things and then you're not always focusing on this big loss. But, um, but it's definitely changed. Like I said before earlier, I kind of, I wish I was able, I showed up for him with every ounce of myself that I was able to at the time. Um, but I was working and I was doing all the other things I was doing and I wish I was able to be much more present than sure. I might have been. Um, but I'm not going to beat myself up about that because I've done that for the better part of the past you know, almost three years that he's been gone. Um, and so I'm kind of letting that, that's the motto of this year is like just letting that shit go because it doesn't do you any good at the end of the day. Amen. Like you said before, you know, you did the best with what you had at the time. Um, but I do, will cherish, you know, every moment I have left with my mom, um, which I hope is many, many years. Um, I, you know, and that doesn't look perfect sure. either. We're still going to have, or I'm not going to try to make it, you know, this thing, so I don't, like, feel bad when she died, you know, like, right. but, um, but remember that, you know, you have to just meet people where they're at, and um, I learned how to deal more, a little more comfortably 
around somebody who's not well. Sure. Um, That's and, and And that was something I had to, that was hard because, you know, it's not about you and it's about showing up for them and meeting them where they're at, you know? And I remember I went to some therapy after my dad passed and I said a lot of what I'm saying now. I wish I played music for him and I wish I made him talk. And this person actually had met my dad before, looked at me and said, have you met your father? Like, this was my father. This is him with the New York Post. Hey kid, hey girl. How was your train ride? What time's your train heading back? And then I'd be like, Dad, let's you know talk. I'll go to the sure. beach in a little. You could read the paper when I'm gone. He's like, you're right, you're right. And he put it down for a minute, and then sure enough, he'd be like. And that's what made him happy. Yeah. He loved to talk. He loved to hear all my stories. But like, so I think that's it. It's like you just make, you know, making people comfortable and like, but, you know, all the stuff that I wish I made him talk about, his youth more and I, his stories, he didn't want to. Right. You know what I mean? He just didn't want to. So just, you know, cherish, respect your parents, um, you know, and, 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 and be grateful for the time you had or the time that you have left, yeah, you, you have know. Some, and some memories. Yeah. Um, but he, and, and I really, I learned a lot of my positive, my positivity. I will say I learned from my dad and it's funny because in the last year of his life, he did ask some interesting questions that were very, he was very non-spiritual, but especially after his wife passed, he said, um, you know, what do you think happens when you die? And we had a whole conversation around that, which was, I was like, what? And he loved like my spiritual talk you know he would love he and he would say to me you have the best outlook and I'd look at him and I'm like dad you're the one like that I got it from him I remember I was on First Avenue I was like in a rotten mood I was so pessimistic I was in my 20s and I vividly remember my dad saying to me you have a choice every day and that's a choice you're gonna make and and he really I will say that that's something that he taught me awesome Many people have taught me things, and a lot of people have lent, you know, lent to. Like, sorry, I keep like, to my my my, you know, successes and positive positive attitude. But I would say, if there's one person and one thing my dad really, really left me with, it was the well, three: <laughs> honesty, loyalty, and your attitude. I love that. Yeah, and that's and that's how I'll honor yeah. him. You know, so. That translates to so much. Yeah. That's awesome. So if someone wanted to uh, get a hold of you to set up some Pilates, Ah. how could they uh, reach you? Um, So, I mean, I don't want to, my, uh, well, my Instagram, can I give my Instagram or should I give my email? Whatever you want. What do you you suggest? I don't. Um, Well, my Instagram is my name. So it's Beth and then the middle initial C. And unfortunately, we all know how to spell Epstein. It's E-P-S-T-E-I-N. It's horrible. That's my Instagram. And I post a lot of my Pilates schedules and Pilates stuff on there. Or my email is my first name, Beth.Epstein2016. Here I got separated at gmail.com. Amazing. Actually, so we mentioned before you were talking about your name. Yeah. And changing your name. Yeah. 
Can you just like speak to that? Uh, yeah. So I thought that one way. So Sisherman is my birth name, right? right? And then Haas was my first husband's last name. Which, in hindsight, I actually asked him if I can go back to Haas, and he said no. Um, and that I don't blame I love. him. That is hilarious. But, <laughs> Because it's a great name, Beth Haas. People actually still call me Haas. So in the radio industry, I'm no, everyone still calls me Haas, Haasteen, Beth Haas. Some of my best friends call me Haas. And, and my second husband didn't like it. And so I should have, in hindsight, do what you want. I should have, I probably should have never changed my name, period. But I, I should have just kept the Haas and, and just kept it as my, you know, because it really just confused things. So now I know I can change it back, but do I want to go to Sisherman? With all due respect, Dad, I'm sorry. So part of me is like, yes, because there are really not many left. And I feel like that would be a great way to honor my father. Sure. That's a tough last name that I will be spelling for the rest of my life. Um, so then some of my friends are like, well, you could pick any last name. Yeah, Why don't you exactly. just make one up? So then my friends are like, well, your father's name was Warren, so why don't you become Beth Warren? Which I'm toying with, That's actually. That's actually cool. Because it sounds good. Beth Wuzzy. Beth Wuzzy. Nice. Um, my sister, I think, thought Beth Warren. I think she was like, what? Um, maybe I just have no last name whatsoever, and I'm just Beth. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't want um, to go into that topic. <laughs> <laughs> what if I do get married again? Then do I have to change the name again? No. Then it because that's it. I'm not like I. You. It is a pain in the ass. Yes, it is a pain in the ass. Um, but I think I need to do it. Not that I identify, but I. It, I you do a name is a name. A name is it's your name. You know, yeah. And Epstein's not my name, but it is. <laughs> so. so, and like one last story, I remember you shared before that speaking of names and changing. So we often um, have the get issue mm. in divorce cases, and what that is for people listening, um, allowing their soon-to-be former spouse to remarry in the religious in a religious ceremony whether it's a temple or a church and the get is the jewish um mm -hmm. let's say release so to speak yes and so you were sharing that you this happened recently recently yes which so is I'm, crazy right. because normally this is like gotta happen yeah. right after the divorce and the interesting thing is my first husband and i never had one and so when I was, and I, but I didn't know, like, like, I really didn't know this was a thing. I was divorced at 30. You know, now here I am getting married the second time I'm, I'm 38. And my second husband's came from an Orthodox family, which makes it even more ironic. And his brother was marrying us. And he's like, did you ever get a get from your first husband? And I said, no. And this is actually, we weren't even really that, that close at the time, but I, but Adam, my first husband, I had to ask him for a get before I married David. So it's just funny that he never did that, you know, because that family, sure. they're, they're, they're religious. Me, I, I don't, you know, what Well, do he I probably care? is getting remarried. Probably. We speculate. That's interesting. He said no. Um, but the brother, because the brother calls me to, to, to ask. Um, I hope I'm not ruining anything, but no. I mean, I'm sure that they will get married again. I could so see that 
coming. Um, and I'm very happy for them. But I had three rabbis um, come to my lobby about two months ago, and I... Jewish mafia. Signed. <laughs> I gave him a get. Yeah. Okay. Which was, I guess it's good. Yeah. It's so good. I'm free to get married. There you go. <laughs> Got the name and... <laughs> I'm and ready to get. change my name. Awesome. Um, no, yeah. So I just think the name thing is, um, I don't know, it's kind of probably a good thing to do. Well, you'll figure all that yeah. out. <laughs> um, so I have one last question, and then I'll uh, let you go. So I'm a big sneaker guy. Okay. And you mentioned sneakers. Yeah. So when I end all my podcasts, I ask the guests, what is their favorite sneaker? So I'm now going to ask you, what's your favorite sneaker? Uh, I, Jordan's. Is there a particular Jordan? No, I, I, I don't. I'm currently like scanning them all. I also like the Dunks. Okay, Nike those, Dunks. Yeah, I get. Did you see? I don't know if you well, saw what. So I'm not. I'm not a big Olympics guy. Mm -hmm. But I was watching for some reason the curling was on, and I same. And I don't understand Me curling. Either. But there was a guy wearing SB. Uh, Dunks, no. and uh, they were like the, uh, what are they, the Paul Smiths? They're like the multicolored ones. I like And them. Uh, those are awesome. I like the green ones. Yeah, and now, of course, because I've been looking at sneakers lately. Have you ever lately, seen the Ben and Jerry's ones? No, but I will look. I get, uh, like, my, all my, everything when I'm the scrolling Instagram, I just monkeys. get sneaker ads. Really? Yeah, and the new ones that are, gonna, that are coming out are Bart Simpson. They're like oh. red and yellow and blue. Cute, but the sneakers are fun. I have everything, like, even, like, the Chuck Taylor Converse. Yeah. Like, they're not that comfortable, but they're cute, and you can get them customized, and they're fun. And especially for me teaching, like, I'm, this is the extent of me getting dressed. Sure. Like, I'm in leggings. I mean, I don't mind at all. And I'm just in leggings, and, and I, I'm always in all black, so I decided sneakers are it for me. That's what I'm doing. See? Awesome. Now, what are your favorite sneakers? I'm a Jordan 1 guy. Jordan 1. The retro one is my favorite. Nice. And my niece, I don't know if I can get a discount, but I'm definitely going to ask. She is working in a sneaker store now. Oh, really? Which one? Incredible Feats. Oh, that's mm -hmm. so funny. You know She's a big sneaker lover. Loves. Got she's it. probably has more sneakers than I do. She probably has a better sneaker collection because she just tells grandma what she likes. And Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming here. It's so awesome. Thank to you. See it was you. fun. Thank you for sharing. Thank you.